0: I've always told myself like I want to do big things, but not at the cost of the people around me. Not at the cost of my happiness. This is where you're meant to be. Like
1: I know
0: it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's gonna walk on that platform at night. Gosh, man, that was was a moment to change my life, man.
1: Work harder than everyone else, and just keep going. Get up and do it again, and again, and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm really excited for this episode with Nate Serwinski. Nate is an 81-kilo weightlifter. He also runs a YouTube channel where he does a ton of weightlifting and fitness-related content. I actually met Nate back in the Daytona Beach Airport in September of 2019. It was funny. We were kind of reminiscing in the beginning of the episode. His YouTube channel was really small at the time. I'd just come across him a couple months prior and was following his weightlifting journey. And it's just been really cool to watch him over the course of the last two years improve on YouTube and in the weightlifting world. So I hope you guys enjoy getting to know Nate. And without further ado, let's kick it over there now last time we talked it was you made the junior world team and then it got pushed back and then it got canceled and uh, it's just been a it's been a whirlwind the last couple years so i feel like i want to just do this podcast like independently because the first one that i did with you i didn't even go back and listen because i'm like i don't want to listen it was so long ago but yeah (laughs) can you just give people a little bit of background on on what you've been up to the last couple years
0: yeah, for sure. Um, so first off, my name's Nathan Swinski or uh, Nate Swinski, either one. And I am 20 years old now and I do Olympic weightlifting. I've been doing it for about, it'll be six years now. Started when I was 15, 14 and I'm 20 now, yeah. Um, competed nationally, made international teams, but junior, junior international teams, but never got to go because of COVID um I am running a YouTube channel I'm trying to start up a clothing brand kind of on the side and I just I don't know I, I don't want to I don't really know what I want to do but at the same time I know I don't want to follow like the traditional path so if I'm just kind of going along I I really want to make my a name for myself in the sport and um yeah it's it's going good so far and I just got to keep hanging on and stay consistent. And I think we should be in good territory.
1: Yeah. The, the YouTube is cool because everyone gets a glimpse at your training journey. It's like you, we go through the injuries, we go through the made teams, the, mm-hmm. the canceled, uh, the canceled meets and everything. So it's, it's kind of like you have a bunch of people who are rooting for you and, and a part of the journey. H- has that been like strange what's what's that experience been like
0: um it it's kind of weird but it it honestly feels this the same as when i had like 350 subscribers because i don't know if it's just it's like one of those things where it just happens slowly so you kind of don't realize the change but i did notice the other day the last video i posted um, within a day I already had like a thousand views and I was kind of, and I like, I looked at it and I was like, okay, it's, it's doing good. But then I really looked at it and I was like, a thousand people watched that already in like 24 hours. And I remember when I first started, it would be at a hundred views. So um, that was probably one of the moments, but um, it it is kind of, it is kind of crazy seeing that. And especially since, my YouTube channel has really kind of grown when there hasn't been any in-person meets. And, um, back then, like you were the first person that came up, come up to me. And I thought that was like insane. So, and since then we haven't really had an in-person meet since my YouTube channel has grown. So, um, I guess I haven't really been able to see how that is actually like going to correlate into real life, if that makes sense. So, um, With senior nationals coming up, it should be interesting if, like, some people, like, come up to me and, like, because I said, like, I want to meet people if they watch my videos. so, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if people recognize me and I can meet some people, so.
1: Do you feel, like, any added pressure when you go to a meet? Does it feel a little bit weird that people might already know you?
0: Um. Not
1: not know you, but, you know, you watch your videos and kind of see the behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, because I I, I do wonder that because I do wonder like if um, because there's obviously the people that like comment all the time and I like know that are watching. And then I do wonder if like there's there has to be people that watch everyone and uh, don't comment. You know what I mean? Because like there's plenty of YouTubers I watch like 90 percent of the videos, but don't. Comment or anything you know what i mean so that is that is interesting to to think about but um no i kind of i kind of look at it as i am i'm kind of just trying to set an example now um because when i first started the sport like i wasn't anything really like i i remember the the sessions of like being in B sessions, I remember lifting at 9pm when, like, you know the judges don't give a shit, you, you know, there's no one in the crowd, and then the judges are like, alright, let's just get this let's just get this over with, like, this doesn't matter, and I think that's important for everyone to go through in the sport, so you you can appreciate it, and you can it makes you hungry to climb the level, so like when you do get to A sessions, you, you do get higher in the sport, you have a little chip on your shoulder, and You're like I've been here. I've been from the bottom, and I'm I can appreciate that I'm here now, and and I can enjoy that I'm gonna go and fight with the top guys in the country now. So, um, so that's kind of that's kind of what I want like my channel to be about is like, because there's plenty of people that say, oh, I just started and I just started. It's like, dude, you're right where I was. Like, it's just you just gotta you gotta go for it, and you know, so.
1: Yeah. The coolest thing I was looking at before we started, I looked at all the meets that you've done on USA Weightlifting. You know how you can look at the rankings and see oh, people's yeah. past meets and your first meet, you totaled 110. And now you're, <laughs> you're literally almost triple that, which mm-hmm. is insane to think about. And and it's cool because all the people who do weightlifting and know what it's like to be a beginner. And you've kind of, you've gotten past that point to where now you can give some of your knowledge away. You can share, how your program's changed over the years, and it's just cool. I think that people can really look up to you in the sport, and uh, I wish there was there was more people doing this, man. There's just not a lot of people in USA Weightlifting, who, I and some people put stuff out on Instagram. They put their PRs and everything, but it's not where it's personalized and you're seeing people fail or you're seeing people get injured and how they've worked their way back. So I think what you're doing is really unique and and really cool, man.
0: Awesome, bro. I appreciate that. Appreciate that.
1: I'd I'd love to hear you break down kind of what your your video process is. Like, how do you go from idea to getting it out on YouTube?
0: Okay, I got you. Um, So it's it's kind of sporadic, but usually, if I have something cool in my, um, or not not necessarily cool, maybe different because. I feel like my videos could get very monotonous it's just like hey here's my food here's the gym here's me lifting all right so you guys like, you know what i mean so if if there's anything different going on i try to uh capture that and kind of think about and i always try to think about telling a story sometimes it doesn't always come out like good but then there's some videos that i feel like wow i, I told the story really well because um I was like looking up how to get better at YouTube and everyone says, you need to, you need to tell a story about your video. So I really try to think about how I could turn it into a story. And then I just kind of film, um, I kind of, I try to plan out like parts of the video, like not super detailed, but like whether it's on, I write it down or put it note notes on my phone the day before I'll like just kind of brainstorm how I can make everything fit. And then the day of, if it, if it all flows um, perfect, then if not, I kind of just improvise. And then usually if I need to get it out fast, throw it on the computer right away, start editing. But I usually take a day or the next day to import it and kind of look over it and then just edit it up and then make the thumbnail and push it out.
1: Have you like what resources have you used to to edit? Because that's something that I noticed right away with your videos that you put a lot of time. It, it's not just you filming for twenty minutes straight. It's a lot of edits mm-hmm. and it's a lot of effects and and stuff that I don't even know how to do on Final Cut Pro. So so where are you going to to learn that stuff?
0: Um, I, well, I, I do use Final Cut Pro as well, but I I guess I take um like with like the edits and stuff i take a lot of inspiration from other youtubers um a big one like when i was um a freshman in high school this is that's when i like really wanted to start doing youtube but i was like too afraid to and i remember i'd always watch my like this is like probably this is crazy my biggest inspiration is christian guzman like for youtube do you know who that
1: is yeah course man. anyone who's done a youtube channel (laughs) or video knows who he is
0: (laughs) so i I loved him when i was a freshman and i loved his um like the edits when he worked out because i felt like he was one of the the first people to have high quality edits for like vlogs and stuff so a little bit of him for like workout edits and then um the nelk boys i like their like their cinematography like when transitioning scenes and um and also edits too but um so I kind of just I guess it's the years of watching maybe that kind of I could picture how it flows how it would go with the song and then if there's like a little transition I don't know how to do I usually just like look it up and then if I have to pay for it then I usually don't do it and and then if I can figure out how to do it for free then I'll do it but yeah So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of watching and just over the years and stuff like that.
1: There's so many resources out there. Like if you're just Mm -hmm. willing to put in the time to learn how to do something, everything you, I mean, I go to YouTube for, for basically everything editing or doing the podcast or I need a new microphone or a new camera. It's all right there. It's just, are you willing to actually put in the time to learn from these people?
0: Dude, for sure, and dude, it's funny. Um, when I when I talk to the camera sometimes, like for a video, and use like a microphone, um, it always used to take me forever. And then I saw that one video you made of synchronizing the audio, and then I've been using that ever since.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny, and that's so like so, that's literally something I I saw somebody do that and i think it was like a 20 minute video and i was like i think i can do this in three minutes so i'll just put that out there yeah yeah so that's cool what's a was there like a point when you first started was there a point where your parents are like or even your coach at the gym like dude what are you doing like this isn't this isn't ever gonna be anything or was it all support right from the beginning
0: um I they would never like no one's never directly like said it to my face um but I remember when I bought my camera senior year of high school and I had been doing YouTube I've been like recording on my iPhone for probably I started 2019 January like on my iPhone and bought my camera in May of 2019 and I remember my parents were kind of like uh, what are you? What are you doing? Like, because I had mentioned it, and they said not to, and I just was like, "Screw it! I'm buying it." I was on Amazon, and I bought it, and I could, I could tell they were kind of like annoyed or upset. Um, but that was one point. But I do think they're kind of seeing it now, like take off a little. But I do feel this extra pressure because, um, as I see, a lot, I know it's bad, but I see a lot of other people my age, and like from my high school like moving out, starting their lives, like having money. And so I do feel this extra pressure that I need to like kind of get there. Uh just so I can be able to support myself. Um because I mean I mean it's it's normal for a twenty year old to rely on their parents, but I just I don't know, I just I don't like asking my parents for money. It makes me feel like it hits your pride a little. But um and then and then my coach um i think he's he's been really supportive about it coach just has a lot of moods so if he's like in a good mood i try not to like um okay let me rephrase this as long as i'm hitting my numbers i don't think he cares like you know what i mean mm-hmm. but if i'm like missing my snatches and i pull out my camera and i'm like laughing and talking, he's like dude what are you doing you know what i mean but I usually don't ever talk to the camera at the gym anyway. <laughs> I usually just put it down. Um, but since he... I think he really understands because since he took... When he took Sarah to the Olympics, um, she did not market herself at all. And he was saying how she kind of lost out on a ton of sponsorship money with a lot of opportunities. And um, so he i think he really supports it and thinks it's a good idea what i'm doing um it's just we've talked about this too like um i don't want to just be like a youtuber like i need to i need to have the accolades behind it so that's kind of what i'm chasing in, in that side right now so
1: yeah and if anyone looks at your ranking in usa weightlifting it's clear that you're not just a youtuber you're taking this really seriously and and you're a hell of a weightlifter, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just cool to watch. The one thing I was looking at before we got started, uh Barben put out a video on the Olympic team and it had like 2500 views. And I think weightlifting's such a cool sport, but it just doesn't gain the traction. Do you do you have any idea why that is like why people aren't paying attention to the content as much is there any like tips that you could even give usa weightlifting to to get a better better promotion
0: Uh um i don't even want to get started on usa weightlifting (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i do think we could do a way better job at promoting the sport um i know i kind of well, oh, do do you watch UFC? Yeah. So I
1: I actually watch like the the pre-fight more than I watch the actual fights. I love seeing the trash talk, even the weigh-ins, the stare-downs, everything. I love see? that. I'll see, like
0: they they're marketing geniuses. Um, I mean, one thing it is it is a lot easier to market two people fighting because like that's just basic human nature. Everyone wants to watch that. But um, I do think even – because even the IWF can do a better job. Um, it doesn't even have to be country-wise. Like, the IWF could be literally, say, the top, top five people going to the Olympics. They could send a videographer and or a media company, to each one of them, and follow them for, like, six weeks and do the same thing UFC does. They could have all these – um just all this content coming out because it's really it truly weightlifting is exciting especially when you have the top guys battling all at once like you know what i mean as, especially as something like the olympics um so i definitely do think they could do a better job um they could i know it's a lot of money too but they send, especially USA thing, They send. Did you get that postcard for being a member during COVID? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like why? Why are they wasting money on that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, they could be making the competitions like a lot more exciting, um, like bigger banners, like making just it more feel more elite and more people like walk by and I'm like holy crap what is that like what is that i want to i want to see what's going on i feel like it'd be hard but i feel like it'd be dope if we had weigh-ins too that were public like you know what i mean with like an announcer and mm-hmm. we i don't know like we could have during introduction like um we're getting thunderstruck playing in the background <laughs> with smoke and you know what i mean and on the screen it has like on the screen it's like Lu June and it shows him hitting like a world over record. And then it's like, Muhammad, you have, and you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, just, I don't know. It's just like, you could, you could really build the excitement in the room more. Um, and then there's that. And then I don't know if that's a bad thing because weightlifting is very traditional, respectful. And so I don't know, we'd have to figure out a way to make it more exciting, but without losing the roots, um, kind of how like boxing is losing its roots and people are upset about that right now so
1: yeah as a youtuber are you looking at the paul brothers and taking anything away from them um
0: yes and no um maybe maybe in terms of like being bold like that but i don't ever think i'd want to be that that big on youtube (laughs) because it's that's just a lot of so much To deal with,
1: yeah, and I'm sure you don't want to go to a weightlifting meet and talk shit on everybody in your weight class, and then have to actually go out there and compete. Like everyone tunes in to watch Jake Paul get knocked out. People aren't tuning Mm -hmm. in to to see them win because they enjoy watching them. They're just waiting for the yeah. So it's it's like the trade off. Like, do you want to be do you want to be bigger right now, and maybe? you would have 5,000 subscribers if you talk shit on everyone in USA weightlifting, or do you want to naturally grow it and do it the right way? And you know, it's an individual sport. That's a, that's the thing that I think makes it. If you, if you compete in weightlifting, you know that you're not going to go to a meet and you're not going to put 30 kilos on your total to beat somebody who you have no business beating. It's just like mm-hmm. everyone kind of goes there and they're, gonna hit the total that they're gonna hit and if they beat somebody they beat they beat them but it's very hard to it's not like one-to-one head-on battle exactly yeah
0: and it's not like anything can happen but like the worst thing that can happen if like someone's like say like i'm going if harrison shows up to nationals like and if someone says anything can happen well like what they mean is like he could bomb out like theoretically but <laughs> There's other than that. There's at this moment in time. There's nothing I could do. You know what I mean? It's not like in combat sports where you could get a shot, a lucky shot. You know what I mean? Or yeah,
1: just just, choke somebody out at the last second. Yeah, I just wish there was more content around it. It like have you? Has it been tough for you to maintain the athlete side as well? Like if you go to a meet, I'm sure you can't film do your ups and, and you obviously can't film yourself out on the platform unless you're setting your camera up somewhere beforehand. <laughs> but what's, what's the struggle been like with that?
0: Um, yeah. At the, at the gym, it's not too bad because I could just set up my camera. Although I think my content quality would go up a lot if I had someone filming and I just didn't have to worry about it because not only that, um, when I have my camera set up, it's not... um We're missing out on, like, side conversations. We're missing out on conversations with coach. We're missing out on... There's just so much more that would make the video flow naturally and that would add to the video, like, information-wise, because... And then I think it'd be really cool for, for the channel to learn personalities of, like, um, people at the gym as well. Um So that would that's something I really would want in the future um but again I just I need to find the money to pay for it <laughs> and then and that's actually a conflict I've been thinking about at this upcoming nationals because um I've been doing the series like all in whatever and that's kind of just leading up to this and I want of course I want the, the ending to be dramatic and like cinematic and stuff but it at the same time, it's since this competition is like a week total. Most of the people from our gym are competing early on in the week, and they'll be gone. And then it's just going to be me and Coach there. And I'm just, I'm just going to have to say, screw it. I can't, I can't film. Like this is more important. I need, mean, I could film kind of throughout the day, but when it when it comes to meet time, I'm just just going to have to bite the bullet and get no footage.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all business at that yeah. point once he once you start yeah. warming up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: I think uh some of the people who I know who just competed at the CrossFit uh semifinals, they're the CrossFit uh as a sport is really starting to get into the content and they said that basically every top level competitor had a videographer following them around for their warm ups on the, basically just on the competition platform, they had people following them around and then CrossFit also produces content. So, so yeah, I think uh, if anyone from USA weightlifting is, is listening in on this conversation, there's a lot that you can take away. I know barbell stories who I had on the podcast does a great job of capturing the back room and just seeing those, those things that really to me make weightlifting beautiful, but you wouldn't have any idea what's going on in the warm-up room. You're not seeing somebody miss three of their last four warm warm-ups and then go out there and hit a PR on the platform. If you're just in the stands, you, you don't even know that that's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, also like, just like that, uh, was it weight? Yeah. It was a weightlifting house video with like Mezzo and Rostami and that, how they're like, there's stuff like that that sometimes goes on too, where it can get intense. Um, I remember one one meet. This has never really happened to me. It happened to me like once. Um, what it's actually the meet I I met you at. Um, I after snatches, he, Coach Joe wasn't even there. A friend of his I was coaching me because Coach Joe couldn't make it. Um, he came over and told me that. I'm not gonna say any names or anything, but someone said, don't worry about the Swinski kid. We got him. Like we beat him. And I remember that, he told me someone said that and that just like, I didn't I didn't look anywhere else. I just looked straight the whole time. Like, <laughs> and so like stuff like that, like if you could capture that and like that, that type of stuff is that really adds to just going out there and lifting weight. It, just just how all the emotion and pre-fight things add to just two guys going out there and beating the crap out of each other. Because let's be honest, like McGregor and Poirier, like that fight's going to be so much more because of everything that goes into it. And then there's there's probably going to be way better fights than that, that, that fight, but it's just what goes into it beforehand and all the lead up to it.
1: Yeah, that's like the... The coolest part that the UFC does like content wise is just and it almost seems like I know Dana White will kind of get in there and and uh pretend that he doesn't like drama he pretends that he doesn't like when Conor McGregor throws a hand truck through a bus but he loves that shit like that builds it up and and it basically does his job for him so yeah I don't think I don't think in USA weightlifting at nationals anyone's going to be throwing stuff through buses but but there's definitely those inner battles and uh, Mm -hmm. Jake and Jordan who were both on the podcast as well. They're both 67s and they're going at it. They're, they train out of the same gym and it's like, if you could actually see what goes on and like how their coaches is is not putting them against each other, but really, you know, a, a kilo or two determines who wins. So, so how those decisions are made, it would really just make it, make it that much more interesting
0: exactly yeah and like that's a perfect example if you say weightlifting sent someone out to garage strength to do that like um that's you know what i mean like people more people are going to want to go watch that session at nationals so you know what i mean so it's just the, the real the real thing would be to how do we get people to buy tickets that know nothing about weightlifting and it's in their city. That's, <laughs> that's the hard part. So I'm pretty sure there's not really anybody that's just, that's going to be in Detroit and it's like, Oh, what's this? And then like buy an mission ticket, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or, or like, no one's like, Oh, USA weightlifting is coming to Detroit. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> let's, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, cause I remember when UFC was here for, Adesanya and especially Nate Diaz, it was people were like, "Oh, I want to see like," and even even I looked at tickets like, but it was it was but, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, so. but I think like USA weightlifting can definitely look at. I'm sure there's people looking at your content from there, thinking, "How can we do this with Harrison Morris? How can we do this with CJ?" And uh, Mm -hmm. I think the coolest thing about you is, is when you do reach that and whatever that is for you, if it's worlds, if it's the Olympics, I'm not sure what your goals are, but you're going to have this backlog of content that people are going to go back to and be like, Hey, look at when he was snatching 70 kilos, look at when he was snatching 80 kilos. And Mm -hmm. now you're doubling that. And, you know, just where, where the progression leads to, you don't know. But documenting that progress is is something that's unique. Yeah,
0: it's, and it does get kind of redundant at times. But I, that that type of thing that I think of is what kind of keeps me doing it. And because when you look back on it, you're like, oh, thank goodness I did it, rather than just kind of taking the easy way.
1: What do you do when you lose motivation or? do you ever lose motivation to train or, or put stuff, put content out? Has there been like a dry spell that you, you're like, I don't really feel like doing this anymore.
0: Um, yeah. Training is just, it's usually like the last, I remember like the last two weeks are really tough because the nine sessions for probably like three months, nine sessions a week for like three months just kind of just gets to your head and especially like when you're you're trying to take care of your body outside of the gym too it just can get repetitive and redundant um so i i am ready for break after nationals <laughs> for like a week but um the biggest thing is i just you just i just have to show up and do it it's it is I would say it's so much easier when you have a coach because that you see every day too, because they, um, you want to, you're held accountable to them. You know what I mean? So you have to, like, there's just no option. You have to show up. Um, whether if you're like training out of EOS fitness or something, you you don't feel like going that day, it's just like, no one's gonna really know. So, um, being held accountable is really what helps me The just discipline and then also just taking small little actions to be mindful and purposeful throughout the day is what kind of helps me because when there was days where I'd wake up and it's like you kind of figure out what day it is when you wake up and it's like, oh, it's it's Monday. <laughs> um, time to go front squat, my brain's out, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I noticed, like, if I would – feel that way and i pick up my phone and stay on it for 10 minutes roll out of bed don't make it go straight to coffee like there's a huge difference in my workout Rather, what whereas i get up uh don't look at my phone no snooze just make my bed chug water make my like everything's like purposeful i'm like trying to get to the gym fast and it's like i get to the gym no like Rolling around, like rolling out, but you're just kind of like sitting there. It's like, no, I just warm up and like everything's purposeful. I notice it kind of builds momentum, and it, even though it may not be fun, you're gonna have to do the work anyway. So, might as well make it purposeful work. Um, but yeah, and then I mean, there are some days where that doesn't happen, there are some days where, um, I don't perform well, and um, I just go through the motions. I mean, it happens. We're, we're human, but um the more times I feel like I can minimize that, the better off you'll be. So,
1: yeah, the funniest thing I saw was when I first got started doing YouTube, and I haven't done as much lately. I've just been focusing on the podcast. That's that's the main thing that I enjoy. But I used to see all these people take like six months off. And I'm like, the hell is wrong with these people? Like they can't stay consistent. And then once I realized that it hit me, like I just don't feel like posting on social media or I don't feel like bringing my camera to the gym. And then I'm like, oh, I totally get why they just went ghost for six months. It's a a lot of pressure to bring your camera and to put yourself out there, especially if you put a couple of weeks of training together that – aren't you feel up to your best you no one wants to put that out there when they're not performing well or when it seems like hey maybe this is boring maybe no one wants to watch this you you have a video that doesn't do as well so yeah, it, yeah it's a it's a tough thing and like you've been doing it for so going on two years now almost three years at this point and it's it's hard because there there hasn't been like the this straight up growth. It's, it's like very steady and maybe you look back and think you're not progressing as fast as you are, but when you, when you're able to look at all that you've done and all that you've accomplished and that people who have no idea who you are in real life are watching your videos and getting excited about you going to nationals, I think that's pretty cool. So I hope you can, you can see that as well.
0: Yeah, I, I time to do, I really do have to step back and see that because, um, because sometimes I set goals for myself like, you know what, Nathan, it's summer, no school. Like, you could post three times a week. You could, and then I end up not doing it because I posting three times a week, that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. Like People who do that, like, they have, they're just either insane or they have editors and videographers. Um, but, and I don't do that. And then I kind of think about like, well, what if there's that one video that I do? what if what if like i didn't seize my opportunities like you know what i mean but then i just have to step back and think like it's if you're gonna make it you want to make it intact like you don't want to make it so burnt out where it's like you make it and then you're done like um and and yeah i do have to appreciate everything along the way like every every dm i get every every comment i get and people people rooting for me because it it's crazy like someone took the time out of their day to watch what I made and not only that someone took the time to comment someone took the time to go on Instagram and DM me and I I just I really try to stay appreciative of that because um there are there are definitely times when like I feel like my videos aren't good Like, honestly, this next video I'm going to put out today, I didn't really enjoy editing. I'm not too excited about it. Um, And then that's usually when I feel like it's not my best work or I feel like I could have done something different is when I don't want to post. But, um, and yeah, I totally understand about going ghost because there are times where I just, I don't want to take my camera to the gym. Um, Like, say I had a bad week of training. It's like, okay, I, I can't focus on YouTube. I need to just put my head down and train um then there's like especially with uh like instagram and all that stuff i i have my notifications off like and it's it's really important to post on there because it's like a good transfer rate but it's just man like instagram is is hard instagram can get to your head a lot and especially weightlifting instagram um and then I just started posting on TikTok, but that's which I was resisting for the longest time. <laughs> but it, it, it can become a lot. Like, think about this: if if you're like a a social media influencer, you probably have, um, like, you know who Jesse James West is?
1: Yes, I was yeah, watching him. I remember he had like maybe five thousand, three thousand, five thousand subscribers. Now he's. I think I found.
0: Yeah, yeah, I found him. I remember I found him during quarantine last year, and he was at like forty thousand. So you found him way earlier than me, but um, yeah, and it was like when he would make videos with Noel or whatever in his in his little basement gym. But um, I kind of compare what I was doing to him, like he'd post on YouTube every other day instagram every day uh, i don't follow him on tiktok but i'm pretty sure that's every day um and he'd make community posts on youtube like every few hours and it's just like at some point it's like dude this guy is never off his phone like and i have to come to realization that if it means having six hundred thousand subscribers i have to be tied to my phone like that i don't want that because it's just it's just crazy like sometimes i just think like do i really want to do this or just do i just want to like go live in a cabin in alaska like you know what i mean with like a small community but um so yeah it's it can be especially when i compare myself to other people i can that's another time where i can really feel like i can burn out it's it's like, well, I feel like I need to do more. I need to do more. But it's just sometimes it's just not healthy.
1: Yeah. Where do you think that self-awareness comes from? Like to say it, it, it's not worth it to to do this if I have to sacrifice everything else in my life, if I have to constantly be on Instagram or if I have to post every single day. Like, is that something you think your parents instilled in you to be, you know, look at your priorities i don't even want to say in the right way but to Mm -hmm. to look at yourself first instead of thinking let me just do this for everybody else
0: um i think i think i've taken it from a lot a lot of things like uh (laughs) this sounds stupid like like movies like um like southpaw and because he had everything but he let his pride get in the way and his wife ended up dying um and stuff like the greatest showman or even like because he everything was going well but he just he always wanted more and then kind of ruined everything um other things like like gary v um how he he's really just pushing for happiness and mental health and I've always told myself, like, I want to do big things, but not at the cost of the people around me, not at the cost of my happiness or other stuff like that, because um, at the end of the day, like, there's there's no one around you. It's not going to be worth it at all. Like, living in a mansion with nobody around you, like, (laughs) that would suck. Like, you want to everyone wants to have a mansion, but everyone wants to have friends and family around them to enjoy it with. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of what I think about
1: that. Yeah. I think it's great that you're looking at the cost of stuff and it's not just, how can I get to the next level? How can I get to the next step? And I would imagine that you probably take some of that from weightlifting because it's, it's such a long journey that you've been, you know, you've been competing for six years so you see the, that, yeah, there are some people who who progress really quickly and then end up just burning out. They do the sport for a year or two. They go really fast, and then they get injured, and they can't, they can't maintain it. And I feel like if you have been on that trajectory where it's just a little, little slow rise and you can see the value in, in small steps, that's going to serve you well outside of YouTube and, and in the rest of your relationships and life.
0: Yeah, for sure. I uh, uh, I never really thought about it that way. Maybe like going, going slow is better. So um, that is, that's something I'll have to appreciate as well now. So
1: Yeah, even because at my gym, I've seen a lot of people who uh, I've been weightlifting for three years, and I've seen a ton of people come through the gym, and maybe they were better than me at one point. And then they stop coming. They get injured. And then, you know, you don't see them for two or three weeks. And then it's like, oh, they haven't come in six months. And then they're done. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, if you can look at things that way, and it's hard, especially like if you're looking on Instagram and you see somebody who, who gets those followers quickly. And maybe that can go to your head where you start doing stuff for, you're not enjoying it, but you're doing it because you think it's cool. I, have you ever, have you done any videos where you thought it was going to be like, it was going to be the viral one. You like put it out and you're like, this is the one that's going to take off. Has there ever been something like that?
0: Um, Yeah, there has. Um, And usually it doesn't end up going that way. And it's usually, it's usually the videos that I'm like, yeah, that one was so good. You know what I mean? But sometimes the, the only one that did go really well was that I thought was going to go well that in my entire video making career uh, was the the EOS one. And that one did pretty well. And then I was, and I was proud of that video too. So
1: yeah, um, I love that one. I'll put a link in the, in the show notes for that one. Cause, and if people don't know who Clarence Kennedy is, you got to look him up and, and see, <laughs> see what you, <laughs> the, the looks that you were getting. Cause I mean, people in, a commercial gym are probably deadlifting 225 or maybe 315 and you're mm-hmm. snatching 120 clean and jerk at 170 people are probably like what the hell is going on with this people have probably have never even seen a clean and jerk
0: i remember um do you remember those two big dudes that kind of looked at me when i was warming up for clean and jerk? yeah <laughs> <laughs> they like they were like salty about it because it was like what it was uh it was just 60 kilos and i was like um like being all loud with it because in the snatches when i was doing snatching i was freaking like nervous because we went um wednesday at 3 p.m 4 p.m so,
1: so you like knew it was gonna be packed. in time
0: <laughs> yes and we did, we did it on purpose too and i was like and a few of my friends they paid for day passes and um we it was kind of like you're not dropping the bar hard i was kind of like looking around not trying to make a scene and i i got done and i was like what the hell did we come here for like <laughs> so, so i just was like screw it and i started freaking slamming my feet like dropping the bar and and that's where we got the most looks and stuff <laughs> so
1: i guess it worked out <laughs> did you have anyone from the gym like tell you to to be quiet or you not put the bar down uh no, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that might have made <laughs> the video not even, even better. Yeah, but
0: there there will be a point when I do another one because it it was the perfect storm because um I was supposed to do a competition that Saturday so but we were like training through it but I don't know it was like yeah I was supposed to go decently heavy that day and coach was coach had to go somewhere that day so the gym was our performance room was closed. So this is a perfect storm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, cause I like, there's always, I could go the content route and be like Sunday, you know what? I'm going to go to, and I'm going to like film a Navy seal challenge test. Olympic weightlifter does Navy seal challenge or like I can go do all these content fulfilled um, videos, but it's going to hurt my performance for weightlifting. So that's another thing I always find like my, myself in a little predicament with is balancing. How do I put out good content, but where it doesn't get in the way of weightlifting.
1: Yeah. So. Cause you can't, you can't be doing, if you do a three mile run or a five mile run or so, or the army <laughs> test, you're going to be messed up for a couple weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, hell yeah, for dude, sure. this has been awesome. I, this is gonna come out Monday, so tomorrow. Is there? Can you give us any numbers for nationals? Any prediction? What's gonna What's gonna go on the bar? Is that something that you're not even sure of yet?
0: Um, I just know this is this, this is. I'll give a little advice too. This is my philosophy. When this is when I perform the best. When I don't care about anything. I trust my coach. Whatever's on the bar. just go out there and lift it no questions no complaints no worries nothing you're you're just a mindless ape gorilla and you're just (laughs) and you just lift things and that's all you do that's your job
1: that's perfect man i love that well where can people (laughs) find the youtube channel or uh, follow you on instagram
0: um find the youtube channel at nate swinski and then Same. My Instagram's also Nate Suwinski.
1: Hell yeah, dude! Well, I'll get that linked up in the show notes. Thanks so much for coming on.
0: For sure. Hey, thank you for having me again, man. Always a pleasure to keep up and chat with you. Um, You guys, if you guys don't follow the podcast yet, follow the podcast. Angelo is a great podcaster, interviewer, and just all all around awesome dude. I'm glad I met him back in the day, and too many more years, Angelo.
1: Once again, thanks so much to Nate for coming on the show, especially as he's getting ready to compete at nationals. Coming up, if you guys are listening on Monday, he'll be competing on Saturday. So if you want to stay up to date with his YouTube channel, just click on the word YouTube in the show notes, and it'll take you right there. You can subscribe. He puts out a ton of great weightlifting content and is just an awesome dude. So thank you again to Nate for coming on the show. If you guys want to support the podcast, there's two ways that you can do it this week. I hardly ever ask for anything from you guys, but I do have better than yesterday refocus bands on sale for $10. They are on my Instagram. There's a few pictures of them. Uh, If you want one, just send me a DM. I'll get you set up and just share this one out on your story. Just let people know that you liked it. Tag at better than yesterday pod. The more that you guys share this, the more people it touches and hopefully the more listeners that we'll get. And uh, I just look forward to doing this every single week we're not stopping anytime soon. So thank you for being a part of the journey and I look forward to talking to you on the next one.